Hey guys, this episode is brought to you by Sinusoid, a company based in Seattle specializing in premium hand-assembled instrument patch and audio cables. They use top shelf parts and cabling that is not easily accessible in the U.S. is to say they use imported and uncommon cable lines. They take pride in their craftsmanship and stand by their work and will happily repair anything that is damaged over the years by wear and tear through our our, I say our, their uh-huh. 100-year warranty. A hundred years? Yep. I don't think I'm going to, I don't think I'm going to make it to cash in on the 100th year yet. Uh, Sinusoid released their first and second OEM cabling, the Sinusoid Signature Slate, as well as the Slate Coil late in 2015. It's an all-American product that features remarkable clarity, super low capacitance, tough build quality, and tightly wound double Royson shielding for great noise rejection. The uh, signature slates, what we've been given for demo work, you yeah. guys may have seen them on our most recent YouTube videos. Yeah, we're going to be using these on our, our demos for quite a while here, doing a, I don't want to call it product placement, but that's basically what it is. They've given us cables to use within our videos, which we greatly appreciate. Uh, they're, they feel really nice, really beefy. Like, you know, sometimes you pick something up and you're like, instantly impressed by, by the feel of it. Yeah. Like that's what you get off of these. I, the audio quality, I mean, they work. That's how I feel about cables. If they work, then they work. Some people claim they can hear the difference in one cable to, to another. I'm not so sure I'm one of those guys, but uh, I've been really impressed with the build quality and the feel and uh, just their overall functionality. <laughs> yeah. So uh, check out what they have to offer at sinusoid.com. If you're wondering how to spell that, Look at the show notes. Exactly. We always put links to our sponsors. At the beginning, it will say, this episode was brought to you by you already, Sinusoid Cables. You already did that at the beginning, Steve. I'm saying what it's going to say in okay. the show notes. All right, let's start the show. The sh- first line of the show notes will be that line. Okay, perfect. Let's start the show. Joel Cordy from Chase Bliss Audio. You are listening to 60 Cycle Hum, the guitar buying, selling, trading, fixing, modding, breaking, reviewing, playing podcast. This is beautiful. 60 Cycle Hum. Incredible. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. This is so and so from such and such. <laughs> and you're listening to 60 Cycle Hum. The guitar boy is telling You ready? Are you done? Hey, Ryan. Hey, Steve. How's it going? It's going pretty good. Oh, still haven't quite figured out how to do this intro thing yet. I figured it out a long time ago. Oh. I'm just waiting for you to catch Guess up. Guess it's just me. Oh, <laughs> we're having oh, a oh, heck oh. of a day here, aren't we? I know. We, uh, we're recording out in East County at the place where I do piano demos and we set up a green screen and we did like some filming here. Dude, after that lunch right now, it's more like Feast County. I know, right? We went out and got some really freaking killer burgers out here. I got a burger called, you know, you know, you go to burger places and all of them have a thing called the Diablo burger or something along those lines. They have a Diablo burger and we were talking about it in line and the girl's like, do you want to try the hot sauce to make sure it's not too spicy for you? And I was like, yeah, I want to try the hot spots. Yeah. It was too spicy for Steve. The plot, the, the plot, the hot plots. 
It was too spicy for Steve. It was. I backed down. I know my limits. It was just right for me. And I was, I'm happy to say that that was the most spicy, spicy burger I've ever had from a restaurant. It wasn't like a bad spicy. I just don't think I could have handled an entire burger's worth of that. Tasting it, the little taste test they gave us, it gave me hiccups while I was standing in line. (laughs) And I was like, this tastes really good. And I'm liking this burn. I'm going to go for it. It was a really freaking good burger. Should we say the name of this place? Would you say it was a funking awesome burger? (laughs) It was funking awesome. The name of the place is called uh, Funky Burgers and Fries. Yeah. It... I don't think they're a chain. I think it's just one location. So yeah. if you live in San Diego, uh, go ahead and check it out. If you don't live in San Diego, uh, just imagine how good it could be. Mm-hmm. And it's very good. Uh, so yeah, we, we're here hanging out on a Friday afternoon, all full of burgers. We've already got a full day of work under our belts of recording and filming stuff. I know. Uh, and we're going to do our best to fight through this food sleepiness to get you one more episode. It sounds like we just covered what's new. That's the what's new. We don't have anything else to say. Um, should we jump into advertisements? Yes. Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Opening up the old Google Drive to vroom, find our vroom. first advertisement. This is a Budweiser electric guitar. $600 in Norman, Oklahoma. Who sent this to us? Donovan uh, Ford sent Donovan this. Donovan Ford. Uh, brand new electric guitar, Budweiser collectible. It is in the shape of the Budweiser kind of like a, what do you call that? Like a trapezoid logo? Uh, I think they refer to it as a bow tie. A bow tie? logo. I don't know who made this guitar. Uh, I think Ernie Ball did. You think so? Yeah, I think this is a Music Man. This is a, a different finish on the Music Man St. Vincent signature guitar. <laughs> Okay, okay, I see what you're doing. Yeah, it actually does kind of have the St. Vincent shape, like that narrow waist. Who, who, who knew? Squared but, off. Who knew Budweiser cares about the comforts of women? Yeah, Budweiser designed a guitar specifically for uh, women's bodies all the way back in the day whenever they had this made. Probably in yeah. the 90s or 80s is what I want to guess because this thing looks uh, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's your typical like I don't want to say typical because it's not it's not like the Sobe yeah, guitar. There's nothing typical about this. It's not like the Sobe guitar that's a, a an Epiphone Les Paul with a graphic slapped on it. This is in the shape of their freaking bow tie thing. It's got a strat bridge and a humbucker in there and some kind of you know, I don't know if you can normally tell the quality of a neck from a picture that's like this low quality. A kind of grainy picture. Mm-hmm. But this neck looks bad, right? Yeah, this uh, this kind of looks like the kind of neck that you find on a Mahar. What's a uh, Mahar? A Mahar uh, brand guitar. They're one of the brands that you get when you like win the ultimate prize at a carnival. Oh, totally. Yeah, it's totally, totally like carnival prize territory for sure. So the, yeah, maybe this is even new. It's some kind of carnival prize guitar. Uh... It just you, you can just sense the cheapness just by looking at it. The bridge looks cheap. The neck looks cheap. The humbucker looks cheap. Like I'm not getting any sense of quality off this. The picture. cardboard box it came in looks cheap. Yeah, that thing looks ravaged. The, That's probably uh, the biggest clue that this is a new guitar. That cardboard box. The uh, plastic wrap foam that it is resting on looks cheap. Yeah. Uh, 
The flannel shirt in the background looks cheap. I wonder how he came up with $600 for this thing. You think there's any uh, precedence for this on eBay? I don't know. We're um, both jumping on eBay real quick. Bud Wise. Guitar. Let's see what I get on eBay. Uh, oh, there it is, two seventy nine. Her best offer, same model. Yeah, I'm not seeing any of these that have. Oh, here's one that's was two seventy nine. Her best offer that didn't sell. Um, yeah, there's no way he's getting six hundred. That guy's. I found one of the Dean, the Dean ones. The Dean ones actually looks like it sold for six hundred. But that's the Dean. Um, yeah, that's the Dean. That sold. I see one up for eight hundred. This one listed. Yeah, I see one right here currently listed for eight hundred. Um, but that one's made by Dean. It's probably actually like a really great player. Yeah, it looks more classy too. It's like eighties Dean. Look, it's the pick. The pickup is painted. Yeah, that's probably a cool guitar. Uh, even though it says Budweiser on it, you know what I would really. You know what I would play. Coors. I would play a Coors, Coors guitar. guitar. Yeah, the Coors guitar. Of Gee, how did Coors. I know? I know, right? Uh, Coors, the guitar, of course. But yeah, this guy is this guy is That's... dreaming. If he wants six hundred bucks for this stupid freaking ugly guitar, <laughs> oh I actually I actually don't mind the shape at all. If I could pick one of these up by th by knocking over some uh, milk bottles at the fair, <laughs> then I would take it home and I would refinish it. To not be a Budweiser guitar, and I would probably totally play this. <laughs> Slap a, a single coil in there. Right. Cut some kind of funky pick guard. Yeah, I'd play this for sure. I'm just never going to pay 600 bucks for this worthless piece of crap. Uh, let's move on to the next ad. What is our next ad? This is a BC Rich. Oh, that BC Rich. This is a um, road-worn BC Rich. This was sent by Ryan's wife. My wife. Lauren. Um, it says custom 80s BC Rich Mockingbird, DeMarzio pickups, Tele Bridge, Hardtail, all new pots, knobs, wiring, professionally set up. Um, it's, I'm not sure. I think the original color was maybe blue. Blue it's seems like. It's hard to tell what is going on with this finish. The way it, this is what this looks like to me is that they, um, it was like, so you have a wood body. It's just wood. And then it was painted red. And then it was painted blue. Right. And I don't know if that was like a stylistic choice. Like maybe it was like a red primer coat or something. Um, or I'm I, definitely I getting that the blue is the top coat. On yeah. Here. Yeah. I, that's what I think as well. Here's my guess. I think this was a red guitar, like a red trans parent kind of color okay i think someone spray painted it blue and then they tried to take off the blue at some point this is a double humbucker guitar um it's got triangle inlays on the neck i don't know if that means anything bc rich aficionados maybe you know uh, they're asking 200 dollars for this i don't hate it i don't hate it either i actually think the way it's been relic while extreme is a lot more tasteful than a lot of... Um, it's obviously not trying to mimic a natural relic. No. What what this actually reminds me of is there's a a uh, shop... I, 
I think they're called. They were at least at one time called Mike G Customs. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I know a couple guys in the Facebook group own them. Um, they put out a series that were called like Roadhouse uh-huh. guitars, I think. Yeah. Where the guy was basically, um, he had like router templates, and he would take barn like barn siding. Sure. It has a barn look. Like he it. basically, I think the way it's the way the story always sounded to me. Was that some like a friend of his had a barn collapse, and <laughs> instead of like burning it all, like he went over and there's like, hey man, let me build guitars out of your collapsed barn. Right. And so he started building like all of these, all of these guitars. That's what this really reminds me of. It does. It definitely has. I I'm kind of getting like a uh, old boat look off of it. Yeah, too. sure. It's got the old boat um, look. I really like this Telecaster bridge on this thing. Yeah, it looks great. It looks really cool. It really the big. It's a big black uh, Telecaster bridge with a humbucker slot in it, mm-hmm. and it really breaks the guitar up. I don't. I'm surprised we both love this guitar so much. Like it's something about it is striking a chord with me. It's an '80s. It claims to be an '80s BC bridge, so it probably pre- plays really nice. Yeah, it's probably heavy as a brick, but I don't know. I kind. I kind. I'm kind of attracted to this. Yeah, it's really, I don't know. I think it looks really, um, uh, if the DeMar, well, let me add, like if the DeMarzio claim is legit, like 200 bucks yeah. for a guitar with a pair of DeMarzios in it, you know, if it ends up being total garbage, then, then I guess maybe you lost money on it, but. You got your parts. But you've got, uh, as long as the pickups are accurate, uh I don't know, man. I, I think it looks good. I think for 200 bucks, this is worth someone going and picking it up and trying it out. Yeah. Uh, Pleasant Hills, where is that? I don't know. You're, you know, your wife, Craigslist tourists. Yeah. So, yeah, no idea. If you think this guitar is stupid, uh, let us know on the Facebook group, Instagram, or anywhere else that we are. Uh, you can find the pictures in the uh, podcast description notes or also on the Facebook and Instagram. And you can take a look at it and disagree with us or agree with us if you like but yeah i just i kind of like this thing uh let's let's move on to the next ad if i can find it you can't why can't i find it steve i don't know because i'm just being contrarian that's true uh who sent this in chase blank blackenship blankenship 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 uh where is the headline on this one okay where does it start? <laughs> well, I don't understand the, t- the text I'm looking at. We're looking this at- is your chance to own a piece of history. Don't let this opportunity pass you by. Also, it's haunted, and I assume absolutely no responsibility for the possible damnation of your soul upon purchase. Thanks. Oh, I think that was the last part. Okay. Oh, yeah. Here's the first part. Yeah, you read the first part. Ultra rare macaroni edition Ibanez. $60. Here it is, the most badass guitar you've ever seen. Ultra rare, limited edition, cheesy pasta print duct tape covers the body of this magnificent instrument. I upgraded the sides to galaxy print duct tape, which is also highly sought after. (laughs) This guitar comes with the following high performance items installed from the factory. Strings, pickups, a switch for selecting pickups, a tone knob, a volume knob, an input jack, a bridge. What more could you ask for? If you're into shitty guitars, you know this thing is bitchin'. Steve language. All I want 
for it is three $20 bills. Preferably crispy bills, but that part is negotiable. And then there's the part that I read at the first where it says that it's probably haunted. And it's a part of history. Uh, for 60 bucks, what do you think, Steve? Uh, it's probably going to take another 60 bucks worth of Goo Gone to get all that <laughs> duct tape off. Yeah, you're going to have to get the big bottle of Goo Gone. Uh, but why would you want to take the duct tape off? I mean, they've got the macaroni print duct tape, which is top shelf, just full classy stuff right there. Mm-hmm. And then the sides of the guitar are rare and, and desirable galaxy print. Dang. I mean, galaxy combined with macaroni, that's the, a winning combination in my opinion. And if you look closely at the picture, uh, the volume knob is a Heineken beer cap. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite beer. What, what are these guitars worth brand new mm. in unmodified condition? Uh. Obviously, and I'm not going to say unmodified it. I'm going to say before upgraded condition. Right, right. Uh, I'm I'm going to go out on a limb and say 179.99. You think that's what they're worth? Maybe, maybe. These are definitely like the quality of Ibanez that is like the oh come into Guitar Center for Labor Day weekend and they're under two hundred dollars. Yeah, you know. It probably came with a cheap amp or something like that. Uh, Dual humbucker for extra heavy lead tones. Yeah, this this thing doesn't look great. I kind of like. I feel like saying I that like the macaroni art, but the fact that it's duct tape makes me go like, I don't know. I almost feel like saying that this guitar doesn't look great is like an insult to other guitars that don't look great. Right. This is, uh, you know. You don't want to give it any kind of award. You don't want to encourage it in any way. But something about it is also kind of charming to me. Like if I saw someone playing this at a show, I'd be like, yeah, they got yeah. balls. Um, I feel like this lives in this weird place where um, if it was like a Mexican Strat uh-huh. covered in macaroni duct tape or something like, I don't know, anything but this particular Ibanez. Okay. Like, I would just be like, oh, okay, that's, yeah, that's, I, I guess I get it. Like, you really love macaroni and cheese. <laughs> well, who doesn't, Steve? Um, or macaroni or whatever. Um, but for some reason, like, this combination of, normally I would say, like, oh, if you're going to trash a guitar, trash a cheap guitar. Right. But this is one of those scenarios where, like, I kind of wish it was a better guitar. <laughs> Because I don't think the I don't think the macaroni duct tape is like the worst thing I've ever seen. Right. But I feel like putting it on this guitar makes me hate it more than I would if it was on like something more. Sure. I, well, I would. I actually really like the concept behind this. I would love to see an Ibanez or another guitar with a photo print. Of macaroni? Of macaroni with galaxy print on the side. Like, it's got this whole, like, internet meme feel going on. It does. I feel like there should be a a cat shooting lasers out of its eyes somewhere on it. What's the... How's the Nyan Cat song go? (laughs) It feels like a guitar from the internet. That's what I'm going to say. Being sold by the uh, man from the internet. For $60... What do you think of the price? You think someone should pick this up for sixty bucks? Again, I feel like these guitars used are like a hundred bucks. 
Yeah. So you got to love that macaroni. You thing. really got to love macaroni because you're kind of. And you really got to love the sticky edges of duct tape ripping out your arm hair. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> that is definitely going to happen when you're playing this guitar. I mean, you can see in the picture that the Galaxy duct tape is pulling away from the top edge. Like this thing is about. You don't leave this in the in the case in the hot car. It's going to oh, melt. The whole thing. Looks the whole thing like is going to fall apart. Garbage. Yeah. I wonder if there's any way you could. Oh my gosh, no! Turn it off. <laughs> uh, I wonder if there's any way you could like clear coat this to permanently lock well, it that, in. Well, that's uh, that's the Noodles guitar, man. Um, and maybe that's what this all is. Is it's like a pun? Maybe. You know what oh, I'm talking about? Oh yeah. The dude from uh, Dexter Holland's yeah, guitar from, from Offspring. From Offspring is a duct tape guitar, and then it's finished. And I'm pretty sure that guitar is nicknamed Noodles, unless I'm just thinking of like a different thing. Well, I think he isn't he nicknamed. Is Noodles? his nickname Noodles? I don't know. I don't so know. Ma- much so about maybe the- this is. A the only thing I know an offspring pun is apparently Dexter is his nickname. His real name is Brian. But well, on Wikipedia they have a picture of him playing a metal plate guitar. But I'm pretty sure he also um feel like he's got some other stuff. Yeah, he used to play the. Ty- uh, Talmans. You play. Oh, Noodles Talmans. is the other guitar player. Oh, in, okay. In Offspring, and he the picture that they have of him is him playing a Talman. Um, so maybe there is a Talman. Um, yeah, okay. The Noodles model series is covered in duct tape, so those are all Talmans. Okay, and then so then it's got to have some kind of finish over the duct tape. Which I, is what we're I talking about. I think they do. I th- that I think, or it's a print of duct tape. No, I'm pretty sure it's real duct tape with like a heavy clear coat. Um, it's enough to like seal it, but it's not like smoothed off. So you still have a texture. So there's still texture. It's kind of like the whole Gibson BFG uh, concept. Interesting. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> is that interesting to you? Uh, not really. If you're listening to this, are you interested right now? I think or are we you just, just lost like, everyone. what's wrong with these everyone, people? We just bored everyone to death. Should have put. They're like, bring back that Nyan cat, man. <laughs> Let's hit the last ad. We're just ripping through these. I don't know if it's true, but I read that Nyan is Japanese for cat. So Nyan cat is literally cat cat. 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 Only in in uh, Japan, when they talk about Nyan cat, they're saying an American word for cat that they don't understand. Or an English word for cat. American, it's not a language. English is a language. So they're saying an English word for cat that they don't understand, followed by their own word for cat that they do understand. So it's like a reverse situation. Again, cat, cat. Yeah. But uh, they don't or know no, only saying, for them, it would be Nyan, Nyan. But they're, no, they're saying, okay. It's probably not even Nyan. It's probably they like Neon. They don't realize that they're saying cat. Is, is my argument. Right. They don't. They don't know they're saying cat twice. We don't know we're saying cat twice. Exactly. So it makes us the same. Uh, this last ad was sent by Ken Michael. Sure was. This is the last ad. This is the last ad. Uh, it should only take a minute. Harmony guitar, vintage model H one two four nine. The wood's a little warped. This sold on eBay for a winning bid of $3.99. I 
cannot imagine the. You are looking at a very warped Harmony guitar, <laughs> model BI. You already are the model two four nine nine. The model number changed between the original description Whoa, and the, yeah. the, the title and the description. Conspiracy alert. Please look at the pictures to see the condition of the guitar. If you have any questions, please let me know. Yeah, I got a question. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? Here, I have a question. What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> how uh, dare you? How did this sell for $4? Somebody wanted to finish the job. Oh my gosh. Check the shipping price. Uh, what is it? $71. So somebody paid $75 for this. Why? Because they're dumb. This guitar, if it wasn't warped, is maybe worth $25. Okay, guys, if you haven't looked at the picture yet, when we say warped, what we're talking about is the neck is, or the, I don't know, is a body smashed in? The body has cracked. Oh, okay, so the, the neck, the part where the, the, the neck meets the acoustic guitar has pulled away from the back plate of the acoustic guitar. What is that? Sure. What is, what is the back piece called? The back? The right. back of the body? The back of the body. It's called it's the pulled back. pulled away from that, and the string is, is pulled so that the neck is pulling into an angle, so the strings are about nine inches away from the fretboard at the 12th fret. Great for slide. So someone probably, yeah, perfect for slide. This is basically a harp. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing underneath the strings. Uh, uh, cello. Someone probably tried to tune this up to a standard guitar tuning, and the whole thing just fell apart. Yeah, there's no value in this. This is no. a, this is like you find this at the swap meet style guitar. No, you don't find this at the swap you, meet you because find this at the Salvation look, Army. You don't find these at swap meets because people at swap meets are actually trying to sell things. Right. This is a, they don't have room for things that have no value to anybody. I just can't believe this thing sold. For that shipping. This is some kind of shipping scam. Yeah. I wonder if it actually... The, the, it actually somebody completed. fell for it. Did someone get scammed? Does it or say this, winning bid? It says winning bid. $3.99. There was one bid. January 21st, 2016. Um, you know what? If there was only and, one... And then $71.72 expedited shipping. I f my gut is that it's nobody actually bid on it. They just wanted to say like, oh, this guy, this guy paid for this guy bid on it, but then he bailed. I'm gonna relist this for free. Sure, sure. No, it's freaking nuts. What a what a garbage ad for a garbage yeah. guitar. Am I right? You are right. Do we want to talk about anything before we get into topics? I don't know, man. <laughs> are you feeling your burger? I think so. We're both a little bit slow over I'm here. Also, I've had more soda today than I've had in like a month. How much soda did you drink? Uh, one and a half cups. That's a lot of soda, Steve. For me, it is. You're going to get the diabetes. That's not funny. I'm not going to laugh when you get diabetes. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just don't drink soda a lot anymore. I... Have not been drinking soda a lot either. If I go to a, if I typically go to a fast food restaurant, then I get water. Yeah, uh, and then I get like if I go to In and Out, I get extra meat, extra cheese. So I get like a three by three. Mm -hmm. I get the fries, but then I skip the soda. And I figure skipping the soda uh, gives me the the room to have that extra meat and cheese. Okay. Like yeah. as far as calorie count goes, it's one way to look at it. Yeah, sure. I usually bring In and Out home, so I get protein style. Uh -huh. Actually, the last couple of times I've just gotten double, 
double meet. So just a two by zero, two by zero, zero by two. I forget if it's meat first or cheese first. Yeah, in, no idea. In the, in the buy. There, there actually is like, I one think time it, I, one time I ordered a two by four and they just gave me a piece of wood. <laughs> how's that? For wow. A, how, how's that for a dad joke? Wow. <laughs> um, no, I believe the meat is first. So I used to order three by ones. Um, but the last few times I've just been ordering basically a double, um, protein style. And then I figure like now I can have a beer when I get home. Ah, gotcha. I have this whole idea in my head of, uh, kind of like fixing up in and out burgers to be a little bit more special Mm -hmm. by bringing in like my own bacon and putting bacon on. It would be really great to sit in an in and out eating an in and out burger with bacon on it and then somehow drinking a secret beer. That sounds really nice. People have done the bacon thing and then posted pictures of it on like social media. Uh-huh. And then other people have seen those pictures and been like, OMG, the In-N-Out at Hermosa Beach has bacon. Yeah. I want, And then a billion people show up and then they burn the restaurant down because there's <laughs> not actually bacon people there. People riot. Over bacon. It is well documented that people riot over bacon at In-N-Out. I hope Josh Scott is listening to this right now because he's been making fun of In and Out on his social media for oh, a is while. That? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I would love an In and Out burger with bacon and peanut butter on it, and okay. then a, a nice cold beer right there with it. Doesn't that sound nice? I guess. I don't know. I don't really think that hard about this. I stuff. think about this stuff so hard all the time. Really, really hard. All right, let's stop talking about our freaking food that we eat. That's <laughs> killing us slowly. But making, it's but, but making us happy all oh, the way no, to the that's grave. killing you softly. Your food's also killing you softly that's because true. the more you eat of it, the softer you get. Yeah, I want to get real soft. Except your arteries, your arteries, Tender. Nice your arteries nice. get hard. I want my arteries hard and my body soft. Yeah. <laughs> so Let's gross. talk about this topic that was suggested to us by Aaron Ab- Abubo. I yeah. always struggle on his name. Aaron Abubo. Abubo. Okay. I always want to throw a D into there for some reason. Sorry, Aaron, for questioning your name. Uh, Going off the tonal recall thing, Mm -hmm. what is it with gearheads never being happy with anything? The thing hasn't even been released yet, and people are already whining about features it doesn't have, despite the fact that it does a ton of stuff that no other analog delay I've ever seen can do. So I think I might have missed this drama, whatever it might be. Well, this pedal only came... I mean... I mean, we've known about it for a while. It's it's hard to even say like, oh, this pedal came out because it's still... Right. I'm not sure what the actual slated release date is. Um, but uh, just to give you some ideas, there, there is a lot of... Part of the issue... Um, like, here's a comment from Reddit. Um, somebody says, there's something about the repeats that doesn't sound great. Uh, like they're degrading in a not so pleasant way. Everything else sounds really good though. The modulation section, especially. Um, another person kind of replied to that, and say like, "Yeah, it's definitely like it's not the cleanest sound of because if it's analog, like right. it's not going to be a clean repeat. Analog delays are supposed to be dirty. But that's like what you know. The one thing the the guy does say is like Chase Bliss knows what they're doing. Like if you don't like it, it's not because there's something wrong with the pedal. It's because it's not your thing. It's not your thing. Um, some other people. Uh, have just kind of said like, oh, I just think it's kind of like unimpressive and whatever. Um, you know, 
I I think I think there's just a lot of yeah. So it, there, this is a pre-order thing. Um, there are some issues, I guess, with some of the uh, videos are a little noisy, and there's a question mark. There's a question out there about whether or not that's because uh, because of a flaw in the pedal design, or huh. I mean. Again, this is an analog pedal, so it right. can, it could have some of the same issues that we have talked about with the Bellwether, where again another analog pedal. Right. There's just an inherent noise to analog circuits like white noise. that can be more present in certain situations than others. The reality is, is that this is a pedal that effectively doesn't exist yet. They're starting to take right. pre-orders. Um, no one has, except for a few demo people, no one yeah. has actually no, played with it. Knobs has a demo out. I think Pro Guitar Shop has a demo out. And everybody is freaking out about how good or bad this pedal is based on a hand, handful of demos right. that they've watched on YouTube. Well, I, I heard people saying, I mean, I don't want to talk about the tonal recall too much. As far as the subject goes, I want to broaden out after this sure. point. Like I heard someone complain about how long the delay time is on it. Yeah, a while back in person, like the person was like, "Oh yeah, it only has this many milliseconds." It's like, do you really need that many milliseconds mm -hmm. of, of delay time? If you are, just play another note. Like sure, and that's probably just me being old and grumpy towards delay, but. Well, and depending on what I've, that, I've never, I've never gotten a delay and been like, and I guess maybe it's just my playing style. I've never gotten a delay and been like, oh, this doesn't delay long enough. Right, and and a lot of that has to do with like, again, it's an analog circuit. So, um, is it is this really like, for the number of options that this pedal has, um, it's in similar territory. Uh, I say it's in similar territory simply because it's the only pedal I can think to compare it against um, is the EHX Memory Man with Tap Tempo. And I don't, I'm trying to remember like how much those are. Uh, looks like they are $360. That's the Deluxe Memory Man Tap Tempo Blue. It's an 11, uh, 1.1 second tap tempo delay. I don't know if there is a longer analog uh delay out there than that tap tempo um so we're not we're not supposed to be critiquing these pedals we're no, supposed no, to be I, talking about the concept of people what i'm saying is like about my, my point with all that is just to say that we you know a lot of times the reason like i think there is a mentality of like oh i'm gonna pay this much so i expect it to have these this specific feature set but the problem is that a lot of times these are features that like don't exist because of technology limitations. Sure. Like, I mean, especially when you're talking about an analog delay like, I mean, I don't, I don't build this stuff. I don't know the exact specifics of it, but I, I mean, in the case of, of the tonal recall, anything made by chase bliss is going to have freaking an insane amount of controls going on. The, the thing that's going to attract you to it, yeah, sure, you need the analog delay to, to sound a way that you like, mm -hmm. but the thing that's going to attract you to it is going to be this bizarre and eclectic and over-the-top control set yeah. where you can control like every single parameter in ways you never thought you could in a pedal that single 
pedal spaced. Like it's these Chase Bliss pedals should like take up your whole board with all the controls that are available. Like it's nuts. Like there's just if you open those things up, you've never seen so much density in a pedal. Yeah. Like it's a, a completely full brick of circuits and technology in there. And it's just a, a, a design marvel as far as pedals are gone go, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just bizarre to pe- to see people pick at little stuff. It's like, okay, if you want that, then just go buy a regular, you know, like $100 delay pedal somewhere. Yeah. If you're trying to fix that problem, this pedal is not about that specific thing you're worried about. It's about this control set that allows you to kind of come up with your own crazy thing so i think that's really the the soul of this question is that people are questioning something and like critiquing something that they haven't even touched but is obviously going to have an an insane amount of qualities that no one even knows what to do with yet right uh so yeah i don't know i'm trying to think of another scenario where people complained about things before it even came out People complained about the JHS crown before it even came out. Yeah. Like, oh, why do we, oh, why do we want that? And oh. a lot of people have complained about the crayon or the color box just based on videos. Yeah. That, you know, here's a product that nobody really needs or, you know, why would you build a dirt box with a, with a, U, or with a XLR out? And, yeah. Yeah. You know, not really under, uh, for, for a vast number of people, not everyone, but for a lot of people, you know, it, it's, again, it goes back to like a fundamental ignorance of what the technology is designed for sure there are people who complain about like the feed me which we just did our our review for where it's like oh this thing is dumb like what's the point like whatever whatever well if it's not for you it's not for you i think if if you're like a if you're like in a like understand what the controls do and you are like an insane level tone tweaker then like what other pedal are you going to use yeah i mean i i think the real question is why don't why is there this culture of people who don't realize that them not needing something doesn't mean that that thing is bad? Absolutely, and and that's something that's rampant in, in gear culture. Uh huh. Um, I don't need that. Why did they even make it for someone someone different than you that does need it? You yeah. Know? Um, I don't know why analog delays still exist, but hey, people <laughs> still buy them. That's not true. But but I yeah, mean, you like, love analog delay. I I don't own an analog delay. I thought that was your whole thing. No, I don't have one. I thought you were analog delay Steve. All I have are digital delays. Oh, here comes analog delay Steve. He loves analog what delays. The hell? What's going on right now? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, it's just there's this whole thing where, like I said, it's a fundamental ignorance of what either the builder was going for or right. what, you know, I... The, the funniest comments we get on are uh, you talked about the crayon uh-huh. uh, on that video, uh, which is somehow like one of our most popular YouTube. The videos. one with the crayon versus the crayon. The crayon versus crayon. Yeah, there's a number of people who are like, uh, "Yeah, the EHX crayon sounds like a really cool overdrive." Like, I don't, I don't. The 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 JHS crayon sounds more like a fuss. Like. The JHS, the EHX one definitely sounds better. I'm like, <laughs> if there are two pedals right. where the only thing they have in common is that they're called the crayon, then how can you say like this overdrive sounds better this fu- than this fuzz does? Right. Like, 
Not if I want to fuzz. It's like it's like a, if you showed someone a sub sandwich and a lobster, and the person was like, uh, "I don't, I don't, uh, you know, this this is a sub sandwich and that's a lobster. I, you know, I don't really want a lobster." So the lobster's bad. I want a sub yeah. sandwich. Why do people even eat lobsters? Yeah, this is like it's. A Why n- did you give me this surf and turf? All I want are Subway sandwiches every day for the rest of my life. Right. Like it's a, it's the reason why we did the video is just because they have the same name. Like the comparison, there's no comparison in the sound. No, we made that video but because like, there was there was a hype wave and I wanted to ride it. Yeah. But like people take it really seriously and they think they have to choose between two things. You don't have to choose between. You can choose not to have either. You yeah. can choose to have both. You can buy a, a flipping PT whatever 46 inch pedal board and you can buy every pedal. And when you fill that thing up, you can buy another PT board yeah. and fill that thing up. And then when that thing's full, you buy another giant PT board or you know what? Call up Daniel. Say, Daniel, I want a, a salvage board that is nine feet by nine feet. Right, and I want to fill it with crayons. I'm going to fill it with every pedal that I can afford. Fill the entire thing. Put your put your 200 pedal boss collection on there. I don't know what you're going to do with your life. Uh-huh. I'm not your mom. <laughs> Just buy the pedal yeah. or don't buy the pedal. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? But I, you know, in defense though. Of this whole mentality, I'm going to defend these assholes. What, metal zone berating. Uh, that's part of the fun of this whole thing, though. It is. Is the whole what? What is the term? Is it uh, armchair quarterback? Ar- armchair quarterback. You know, did, it's when on Monday morning you say, "Oh, if our quarterback wouldn't have thrown that pass that got intercepted, well, he, we would have won the game." Right. You know, like anytime a product comes out, everyone comes up with their list of things. Where if it had been done that way, then they totally would have bought it. But now they definitely won't buy it because it doesn't have that one thing yeah, that they, they wanted. They weren't going to buy it anyway. They weren't going to buy it anyway. And you know, being connected to a, the community of builders that we are now, which is a unique thing for mm-hmm. us, uh, we get to hear them kind of talk about people complaining to them <laughs> about what specific feature they didn't include in their product they didn't think about that one user who was going to use it it's like guys just maybe we should all just chill out a little bit and let the products be what they are if you don't like it go make what you like well and that's the thing you know but then on the other side of that if people enough people voice what they want then the builders listen Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know it's do whatever you want i think there's a way to voice what you want without being like a tool about it yeah i think you know it's always hilarious to me. I'm all about like small pedals and whatever, like not small size, but like cheap pedals and, and, uh-huh. and, you know, getting the best price and just, if you find something that works for you, works for you. And even this past week, I was thinking to myself, man, I sure am a jerk to people who own DS one. <laughs> uh, because like, I've just never used a stock, like yeah. made in Taiwan DS1 that I thought sounded good, but I'm like, I guess it, maybe some some people whose tones I've never heard, like maybe they've just got the right mix of everything going on. Maybe they've EQ'd their amp in a way that I that would blow my mind that I've just never thought of. Sure. And their DS1 through whatever guitar they're playing, like just happens to sound great. I don't know. I think if you think about a DS1 
in the realm of being kind of like a treble booster mm-hmm. before a kind of a dirty amp, then it starts to make more sense. Right. And I've heard, I've heard people say that before. Um, but you know, it, it's, it's funny where people are saying like, Oh, this, uh, this, the tonal recalls $400. Like I, this thing is dumb. Why is it $400? Whatever. And then they're like, they've got a carbon copy on their board. Right. Like they're, which isn't to say like, maybe they don't, that's not a knock. I don't say that as a knock on the carbon copy, but more just the mindset that like, maybe you're just not in the price range and you're just mad about the fact that right. you're not in the price range. Right. I can't now, afford now that. I, it's stupid. Now there's plenty of other people who, who will look at it and say like they own a DD 500 or they own uh-huh. um, the t- Strymon timeline or, or whatever. So they're kind of living in that like high end delay world. And so they're like, well, you know, you've got this, this tonal recall but I can have 99 presets and uh, whatever on my Strymon right. or my Boss or whatever thing. I think, I think a lot of people look at Chase Bliss stuff too and they misjudge it because they see that it's a single space size pedal. Oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, it's, oh, it's not much money, but it's single space. It can't be that great. Yeah. And they don't just don't realize how much stuff is packed into that. It's kind of an, uh, that's an interesting observation. If, and if I mean, Chase Bliss made the same pedal, but put it in like a triple wide box. Yeah. People might think about it differently, which is kind yeah. of a weird thing it, to say. It would be interesting to see like if, if he came out with, you know, a Mark, well, the problem is, is right away people are going to open it up. But like, say he took the warped vinyl uh-huh. and made a new PCB that was designed to fit in like I think it's the fifteen ninety BB no box, idea. Uh, which is like the standard EHX box, uh-huh. right? Uh, it's like the one that the cockfight is in that size right. box. He put like the warped vinyl in there and called it like warped vinyl Mark. I think they're up to Mark three uh-huh. would be the next one. I think Mark. I think there's a Mark II. I mean, he could stick it in a box the size of a timeline or something like that. Sure, too. sure. Make it big. Like just something where it's like, well, I think if you put it in the box the size of a timeline, you'd have to have a, a digital display on it. He could do a digital display with presets. Yeah. Sure. Um, so, you know, you have something like that. I think all of a sudden, like even if it was the exact same price, people would be like, oh man, this is awesome because of what you're saying. They would perceive it as... A large box, six full six, featured, six knobs thing, six knobs, three switches, uh, two stomps on a box this size. Oh my gosh, how big this circuit must be! Ultra powerful, right? Uh, jokes on you. It's the same circuit as Mark II. It's just in a bigger box, right? But then you, you know, he could put all those freaking like the dozen dip switches that are on the back on the put top on the or face. something like that. Put them on the face with like full size switches, and it would look like a switched out monster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's you know Joel Corte behind Chase, the guy behind Chase Bliss, is a freaking mad scientist over there cramming as much pedal as he possibly can into a single set sized spaced box, and that's just it's a it's a feat of genius that he's got it in that box, really. Yeah, and again, like it's. It's kind of just a, I think it comes down to two different things. There's, there is one camp that saw the pedal, that saw the pedal from like the NAM stuff uh-huh. that they've been waiting for it. 
and it finally hit the market and it's not everything that they thought it was going to be. Right. So they're going to voice an opinion. There is another camp that saw the pedal when it leaked from Nam, and they've just been waiting like three months to like they've been drinking haterade for three months <laughs> they just can't like wait to holding it good. holding it all and be like i can't wait to hear this thing they can't wait I to don't find care. a reason to I dislike it exactly and then there's like the there then there's i think i think there's really like three camps okay the people who are expecting it to be awesome uh-huh. and have been waiting and they're like super pumped the people who like were waiting for it because they want to trash it and then there's just people who are like cruising around the air and they're like wait a four hundred dollar delay right, that right. is in a small format, like where they're effectively like the, an ignorant crowd. Sure. Um, so it's just kind of a weird thing, and that's for all pedals. I mean, absolutely. You know, I just don't. I think because Joel has done such a good job with other modulation effects, um, that there's a a lot of hype surrounding yeah uh, the tonal recall. Uh, I mean, this won't be the last time like a pedal gets super hyped and people come out with like a variety of opinions and some people will be voice negative ones. Yeah. It's going to happen again. I mean, I still love my Gravitas or our Gravitas, (laughs) depending on how you look at it. I'm the one who's been using it, but it's like I could sit down and find a new thing to do with the controls on that every time I sit down with it. And, you know, these, these pedals don't exist to... Sorry that this has turned into a Chase Bliss advertisement. But I tried pedals, to steer it back yeah. towards like general. The, these pedals gen- don't ex- exist. The, the gen, the general world. Right. To be your your general tremolo, to be your general delay, to be your general modulation. Right. It's for someone who has a very like either creative or specific control that they want to have over their sound. And the Chase Bliss pedal is the only one who's going to be able to do mm-hmm. it because other pedals just don't offer that control set. Uh, so that's really where it lives. It's, you know, it's its own thing. Uh, and, so and let's I mean, talk more in a general. Let's, I, let's promise each other that we won't bring up Chase Bliss again. All right. I promise, I promise to, you, to you, Steve, to you, Ryan, that I will not bring up, I Chase, will not Bliss bring up Chase Bliss again this episode. Again this episode. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm sure there have been pedals that I've owned. Um, where I've bought it and like the whole time I'm like, why don't, why didn't they do this? Why don't they do that? Sure. I kind of feel that way about like the stock Dunlop Crybaby. Yeah. Where I, I feel like. Why I've, did they make it weigh 15 pounds? Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, like, well, like for me, it, it's, I've owned one that was like modded and it was just kind of weird. I owned one that was just a stock Crybaby that like you put in the signal chain and uh if it was well at all times basically like it had a really bad bypassing system okay um it was i mean it was just bad and like i know i knew there were some simple ways to like do well i've read some different things on like how to do true bypass some of them involve like removing the entire buffer circuit uh-huh. uh by hand so i just never messed around with it um I say by hand. I mean, you go in with a with your feet. With your, <laughs> you go in with a pair of like scissors and you clip them all out or whatever. Right. Well, you use hands to use the scissors. Right. Um, but you know, so there's things like that, and I've just always thought like, why don't they just do the sixty nine dollars the next model up that has like true bypass and like a bunch of switches and everything is like 
$89. Like, why don't they just eliminate the $69 one? Right. Well, some people are crazy about that stuff. They want the OG, you know? Yeah. The, or- the original general. Original gangster. Oh, right. Pedal. Yeah. Is, is that a hip-hop reference? Yeah. Um, I Like I was saying earlier, it's part of the culture that people just hate on stuff. You know, it's also part of the culture that people get too excited about stuff. Sure. You know, as we've seen on... On the Facebook group, people get way too excited about things to the point of becoming obnoxious. Yeah. You know, it's, it goes both ways. It's, you know, for many of us, the gear element is as much of the hobby as playing music is, sometimes even more. Yeah, there's definitely a culture. And that's why we're owning here. Things. I mean, we're a product there, of this culture. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, we, we, as much as we talk about... Like, oh, I got this and like I was planning on flipping it, but now I want to keep it. Like there are people who they don't, they only buy, like they only buy, they almost never sell. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, freaking Blake Weiland at Tone Mob Podcast. I wasn't going to name any names. I'm going to name names. He doesn't sell. He just buys and he just keeps filling up uh, barns and sheds with stuff until he's going to have barns and sheds all over the country full of gear. <laughs> yeah, the the like like I don't know. I'm I'm trying to think of other products I've seen recently where you know it's like why don't they make a new version of this? Oh, I guess maybe right. a, a big one is like I mean people keep begging for Boss to make a RV five hundred. RV five hundred, yeah. Uh, and you know that the mo if Boss did it, the moment they did it, everyone would hate on it. Yeah, yeah. You know, everyone who wanted one. Oh, they didn't one. do the thing that I imagined they would do. Yeah. Oh, oh why didn't they take that one setting that on the RV2 that I'm the only one who liked it? <laughs> everyone else hated it. I don't know what that setting is. I'm just, you know, making it up. It reminds me more of the other digital reverb they made instead of the one I like. Yeah. Oh, why did they use the modulation from the RV3 instead of the RV6? Is a pretty uh, we're in a pretty privileged place in the history of musical instruments that we can just spend all our time complaining about this stuff. Yeah, but then it's part of the fun. So mm-hmm. I want to attack it, but I also want to defend it at the same time because I don't want some uh, some big government guy coming around making rules about me complaining about gear. I'm an American. Well, and yeah, there. It's just it's all about balance. It's it's finding ways to express yourself where you don't come off like a total like sure. raving maniac because at the end of the day it's just stuff, and it's just like I love I the people. Know. I part of the biggest part of my entertain like self entertainment from us doing all the stuff we're doing is the raving maniacs though. That's <laughs> like true. Commenting on our videos and you know other posts that we make and just having insane tiny little details that they're so upset about like the other day on youtube there was that guy complaining about the logo on our gas and go video oh yeah uh, why are you working for this uh, uh, this effing logo why would you even do that and then you commented like oh like you know this is pretty much the only video where we do that thing to the logo yeah it's like a crazy whacked out fuzz machine yeah it was so you made weird. the you made the logo be like fuzzy the entire time and then, and then you like you you calmed him down and replied in a reasonable way, and he's like, "Okay, cool, I'm I'm subscribed now." Yeah. Like he subscribed to the channel you know after our, having a complete meltdown. You know, our next video will be our hundredth video. What? 
Yeah, it might, you, it might have actually already been uploaded. Are you serious? Yeah, I don't, because I know you uploaded a ton of stuff yesterday. Damn. We, we might be over 100 videos I now. didn't, I would have guessed 30. Really? Yeah. Have I been working that hard? Jeez, Louise, I've only been doing videos for us for like a year now. Uh, there are currently 99 videos How on is that possible? The I don't know. That means I'm making a video every four days. Because we've only really been doing videos for like a year, right? Uh, yeah, basically. Jeez, Louise, Ryan. 99 videos. 99 Give yourself a raise. You're killing yourself. Uh, but you really, you have been like for a while making, releasing a video every four days because you're, yeah. we'd like release, you got way ahead on gas and goes. So we'd release a video on Monday and we'd release another one on a Tuesday or on Holy a Thursday. Hell. Okay. You just blew my mind. <laughs> let's, uh, let's wrap up the episode on Steve blowing my mind. Uh, Boom. Yeah. You want to thank our sponsor? Yeah. Our sponsor for this episode was Sinusoid. Check them out at sinusoid.com. They yeah. make really nice premium cables you know with a hundred year yeah. warranty. You know what's neat about uh, Sinusoid? What's really neat? You about go them? online, you go on their website, and they have a whole like build your own cable sort of thing going oh, on. Oh, neat. Where you can combine the kind of jack you want with a plethora of cable options. Really? And they have like all the specifics of the cable, like lined out, like, you know, what goes into each cable, what each one is built out of and stuff like that. So you could get really specific. Uh, they've got really high end, high price stuff. They've got stuff right. that's conventionally priced and you can get in there and kind of customize it and figure out your cable needs. Uh, I think it's worth doing just for fun to check out what's available. Like a little kind of like how Pedalboard Planner started. Exactly. I'll have to go check that out. I've, I've looked through like their the main parts of their site, but I haven't dove too deeply into it. So I've kind of just looked at their main product line. Right. But, yeah, uh, so big thanks to for sponsoring the show, Sinusoid. Yep. Go check them out. Uh, you want to talk about the song? Yeah, this week's song was sent by Michael Lodge. Uh, this song is called If I Knew a Thing. Um, it's a demo track of sorts. I believe his band is called Hume. Uh, I didn't have those details, but I, I'm pretty sure that's who th this band is, unless it's a different band he's in. Cool. Uh, they're called Hume. Uh, so I hope you guys enjoy the track. Thanks for listening. Have a great rest of whatever day it is that you listen to this. Uh -huh. I hope a Monday. No, 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 no. Listen on Wednesday. Oh my gosh. Okay. Awkward, Bye. Awkward goodbye.